Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you permission to do whatever it is you desire to do. As always, Lord, we pray that our minds and hearts and souls will be fertile soil. That your word may bear great fruit in our lives. Lord, illuminate these great scriptures, these mysteries for us. Convict and console our hearts. And speak for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Today we celebrate the, the feast of the dedication of this church. The dedication of Christ the King as, as a sacred space as a place consecrated, dedicated to the Lord for worship of Him. Now, today, uh, be, be, make a little bit of a confession here, be a little honest, right? So, in preparing for this, this particular celebration, because we're everywhere else just celebrating the, the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, but for us, we're, we're celebrating this. So, if you're looking for the readings, you're like, hey, that's, that wasn't the readings, then we kind of snuck it in there, right? Because we have permission on this day to celebrate this feast of our church. And in preparation for today's liturgy, today's Mass, I was reading in the Catechism again just about the church, who the church is, what the church is, all the different aspects of, of how the Lord has created us to be and who we really are. Um, and, then, and as I was preparing and thinking, you know, my mind was like, oh, cool, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this. And these things, and I was like, all right, we don't have that long, right? And talk about the whole church. It's like literally three or four different courses we could take in theology on this. And so the, as, we, as we continue to, to come to that, uh, or as, as we got closer, right, to this Sunday, and there's just that, that line from today's first reading. For Solomon, we have just a little snippet of the scripture after the, the great temple is built. And Solomon, they're, they're dedicating. I mean, they've been longing and longing and longing for the temple. And when the Lord took them out of slavery in Egypt, gave them the promised land, promised them to be the people, they had the tabernacle. They had the, the, the tent, right, that they that would move with the Lord, but it wasn't a permanent place. And they just longed for, they longed for this permanent temple that God told them, that, that they would build, right? And they would have this place of being in communion with them, and it would be this, this central place of worship, this central place of communion with God. That he would be their God, and they would be his people. And there was this, so this great jubilant celebration that they're doing this, and, and part of one of the lines that Solomon mentions in today's gospel is like, Lord, how can it be? How can you, the transcendent God dwell in this building. Like, how can it be, Lord, that you can be contained? The transcendent God, the perfect, amazing, uh, incredible, eternal God can be contained in this dwelling, in this building that we have. And you can just, I think it may be hard for us to imagine the jubilation that they felt in constructing this, the longing and the longing and the longing that they had for this. And so Solomon is saying, 
as I was praying, just thought, do we ever, do we ever really step back and say, Lord, how can it be that you dwell among us the way that you do? Like, how often do I, how often do you step back and reverence the fact and sit in awe and wonder at how close and how near our God is to us? Our God, St. Augustine says, is closer to us than we are to ourselves. So often the enemy tells us, God is not near to you. He's not near. You know, last week we read the three different parables of the Lord pursuing us. And we talked about how a lot of times we think, oh, I need to go find God. But it's really the opposite, that we need to put ourselves in a position to be found by him because it is he that pursues us. It's he that pursues us. And that the Lord is closer to us than we are to ourselves in this intimate communion with him. And in what ways? You know, today, when we came in, we, ha we had incense, right? Why do we incense the altar? Because the altar is particularly consecrated to the Lord. The altar is the symbol of the heart of Jesus. The heart of Jesus that was pierced on the cross where blood and water poured forth from it. And it is the place upon which bread and wine is transformed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. That the one sacrificial offering of Jesus is offered in and through, right, us, us together in the power and grace of the Holy Spirit to the Father. And that we unite ourselves to that. It's a, it's a holy and sacred thing. And so that, that incense there in the scriptures, the Lord, when the Holy Spirit would appear, you would have the glory cloud. They call it the Shekinah glory. And the Lord would overshadow, right? The Lord overshadowed the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Lord overshadowed Moses when he was going to get the, the Ten Commandments. There was a, the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit when Jesus was transfigured on Mount Tabor. It's a symbol of God's presence. And so then the, the gospel, right? And we come and we, we incense the gospel passage because the Lord is present. The Lord is present in his word. It is not just the story about God. It is not just the, the things that God wants to teach us. The Lord is present. He is present. And so when we incense this, these, this sacred scriptures, right, it is because, Lord, we acknowledge you are present to us through your word. And in a little while longer, when the gifts are brought forth, we're going to incense the altar and the gifts again. And then, then we will be incensed. Acknowledging the fact that by the grace and power of our baptism, that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. That we are temples of the Holy Spirit. How can it be, right? How can it be that God dwells in this space? How can it be that God dwells in my very being? Do I ever sit and wonder at that great mystery? As I long, as I, as I go throughout my day and there's this ache, right? There's the ache of loneliness or there's the ache of unsatisfaction or frustration with my life and all of these things. Do I ever take a little bit of time to stop and go, 
The Lord is so present to me. How can this be? How can this be? That even in the midst of suffering, how do we know the Lord is present to us in our suffering? Because he suffered himself as Christ. Suffered through, re through rejection. Suffered through being crucified on the cross. Suffered through even feeling like he was abandoned by the Father, but he wasn't. And so we can say, even in those moments of great suffering, how can it be, how can it be, Lord, that you dwell even here? That you dwell even here? Jacob, when he went, and you have the, the beautiful passage of the wrestling, right? He's, he's, he's wrestling with the angel, and then he, he sleeps that night, and he places a rock under his head, and he sees this, this dream he has of angels ascending and descending upon this ladder to heaven. And then he wakes up in the morning, and he, he proclaims, the Lord is here, and I didn't even know it. Like this revelation, this, this image of the angels ascending and descending is, was like a lifting of the veil, a lifting of the veil to see that the Lord is so present to us, even if we can't see him. The angels, the saints are present to us in the power and grace of God's love for us, even if we can't see them. And so we need to pray for the grace, Lord, lift the veil and allow me to see you more. To see you the same way that Joseph and Mary saw God present in the child, in the baby, in their arms. How can this be that the Lord would come and be present to us in this way? So today in this Mass, let us just pray for the grace of thanksgiving, not only for this physical church, not only for us here, but for just the gift of our faith and the Catholic Church and Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and the Father who come, who come to dwell within us by the grace of our baptism, not individually alone, but together as a community. And not only this community and this church, but every church in this city and every church in the world in communion with the Lord. And as we leave, as we go from here today, then let us also recognize that the Lord is present to us, that he wants to be present to other people through me. He wants to be present to other people through me, through my life. And so to be more configured to his heart, to seek a greater life of virtue so that I can manifest Jesus in some way, so that other people can come to say, how can this be that the Lord is present to me in this place?